0: I was flipping through the channels the other day, but there was nothing good on, I had nothing to play. So I went to my computer and realized that there was so much content before my eyes. But there's nothing but Netflix in my heart and on my screen. There's always something I need. yeah that's right we are back nothing but netflix is talking about the season two premiere of a netflix's cheer and here i am back with a man who brings you cheer every week it's Chappelle. Chappelle, how are you i'm cheerful and i'm here yes just like the show
1: yeah so we're yes. back let's okay. do it let's talk about it
0: cheer the hit netflix season uh show is back for another season and uh uh, i'm excited to talk about cheer
1: with you yeah you are are you cheerful are you ready are you pumped i'm as cheery as ever this this podcast could use a cheerleader like maybe that's what we should do with sam we should just bring sam in to do some matt talking while we are doing the podcast you know kind of like hype us up in the background yeah is is sam more the person you want as your cheerleader no no maybe not um because i feel (laughs) like like sam while he does have enthusiasm he would be like you know, like, go Rob, but also Rob, you, you kind of forgot this one thing. Or like, go Chappelle, mm-hmm. but, you know, <laughs> you might want to look out for this. like, Sam, we need, like, reckless abandon in our cheering and not, you know, so much cautious uh, optimism, I guess, is what Sam would be giving us. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, Sam would be okay, but I'm pretty sure there are probably more cheerful individuals. He definitely individuals has we a role have
0: match on uh, the, like, the coaching staff.
1: Oh, yeah, a hundred percent. Like, uh, if Monica is the coach of the cheer squad and Sam is like her right hand man, I'm similar to you, you're, you're the Monica of this podcast. And then Sam <laughs> would be, uh, you know, uh, Capena or whatever her, uh, her sidekick's name is. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like 40 people for 20 spots. That sounds about right. Yeah. I feel like, uh, yeah. you know, <laughs> that's uh, like relatable.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You, ha- you have to look at Monica's life and say, yeah. I, c- I can see that. I can see that having a, a bunch of talent, a, uh, not enough space to put them all in and having mm-hmm. to fit them in the right pieces in the right spots at the right time, or it just doesn't work or you don't get the maximum, you know, uh, entertainment out of them. And so, yeah, Rob, this could be very much the podcast uh, television show that we were looking for.
0: Yeah. Well, Chappelle, we've had a busy week here on nothing but Netflix. It was only uh, <laughs> a week ago that Mari fourth joined us. We talked about the singles Inferno. Then mm-hmm. on Wednesday we got together with Kirsten McKinnis and we talked about two episodes of Too Hot to Handle so we got all of our <laughs> dating stuff out of the way. Of course you can uh, listen to those episodes and now here we are talking about no
1: dating here in cheer. Yes, we went from uh what smart hotties on an island to hot dummies on an island and now we are in Corsicana, Texas to talk about cheerleading and the competitive sport that what that is cheerleading and all the drama that surrounds this particular team at navarro uh community college yeah and i have to say i was a little bit on the fence
0: when you said okay we're gonna talk about cheer i said uh i like I, I didn't know anything about the show uh coming in i was like uh i don't think that this is going to be for me, but I, I thought this was really compelling. I really uh, enjoyed uh, the, the format of it, and like uh, I, I just watched the first episode, but I easily could see, you know, it just being a thing that you have on and absorbing the whole season.
1: Oh yeah, um, I misspoke. I think it's Navarro College, but regardless, I understand what you're talking about because Navarro, I Navarro, like Dave Navarro. I'm from Texas, mm-hmm. so I've heard it both ways, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so uh, yeah, I, they on the show they will say Navarro, but down the street from my house, we will say Navarro. Uh, But uh, regardless, I think that, yeah, like from somebody who maybe is not like into competitive cheerleading, or doesn't like absorb a lot of that uh, content. It's like, why would I watch this? You know, what's the point? But then, if you look at it as like this, is very much a show about athletes and at, in college and their role to like uh, the championship for season one. That's what kind of caught a lot of people's attention. Like some people naturally know that you know there's a lot of work and uh, precision that goes into competitive cheerleading. It's a big deal for these kids, but to kind of put the spotlight on these characters and their personal growth and their journeys through out while highlighting this amazing coach that they have. It does make very compelling TV. Now, that's season one, the road to Daytona and the championship. Season two, episode one is where you jumped in, and now we have other things to talk about. We have to talk about the aftermath of the championship, the new upcoming rival that isn't really new, but uh, is now getting some light shine on it, uh, shown on them and also how these cheerleaders are going to deal with the level of fame and prestige that has come from their uh, national championship, but as well as their notoriety from Netflix.
0: Yeah. So uh, a lot of interesting stuff uh, and themes going on in Cheer season two. Uh, Chappelle, uh, I would love to get you, your backstory here. Uh, now I, I know that you were very involved with the band. Do you have any sort of background in cheer?
1: No, I don't have any background in cheer. I'm not like I don't. I can't tumble, so it's not really my thing. I'm also. Uh, like, I'm a very happy person, but I can't just turn it on for like, uh, like all the time. Like, mm-hmm. I would be a very grumpy person if I was a cheerleader. I would just be the angriest cheerleader alive. Uh, but I did have, uh, something of a connection to this particular, uh, show, just because one, like, I work in college. So, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Navarro is a school that I've worked closely with before. Uh, and so I was like, oh yeah, that's, that's of course can I know where that's at. But also, well, one of my family members actually was, um, a member of like, the back 20 of the cheer squad back in the day. Um, she ended up actually going to OU to be a cheerleader instead for a while. And now she's like an actor and amazing. And I think she's cheering for like the Dallas Cowboys. I'm sorry, the Dallas Mavericks Um, like expansion team mm-hmm. or, you know, their little, uh, what is it? What's that? The smaller team. I don't know what it's called junior team of the Mavericks. Okay. Um, the junior yeah. Mavericks. Yes. Yeah. The junior Mavericks. Yeah. She's che- cheering for them. And she's going to be so mad if I mess this up. Well, I did mess it up. I don't care, but she's doing big things in cheer, but she definitely told me like, Oh yeah, I, I was, I was there. I've met Monica. So it made me more interested in watching the show. But as far as cheering in my life, it's not really a thing that I grew up with. Um, but yeah, as far as marching band, I could see the same type of effort and and things that go into being a part of the black show style matching band that I was in in college that goes into this show. So yeah, for me it wasn't it wasn't that much of a stretch to watch it. Rob, think of it like a uh, hard knocks, you know? Yeah. Um, but for like cheer, you know. Mm-hmm. Now, <laughs> yeah.
0: does uh, Navarro College do they actually have athletic teams? That, uh, this unit that Monica coaches cheers for because it seems like that the cheer department has superseded any sort of athletics going on at the college that the cheer squad would be cheering for.
1: Yeah. So, Navarro is a junior college. And so they're a part of the National Junior College Athletic Association. So the NJCAA, um, but they compete in like Southwest Junior College Conference, right? So they play against other, um, junior colleges so smaller schools that you wouldn't see normally televised like for football basketball baseball soccer that kind of stuff um i think they've won a few championships in various sports but the cheerleading team since 2000 has been run by uh, monica aldama and monica has basically made the cheerleaders the premier athletes on um, campus and so while there are sports Uh, at Navarro, I really think that those other sports teams could be cheering for the cheerleaders instead, uh, because these are your premier athletes. And Chappelle, this isn't really part
0: of the show, but uh, from what I got from watching the premiere of season two of Cheer, it seems like that the top two schools in the country for Cheer are Navarro and their rival down the road uh, at Trinity Trinity Valley Community College. Now, is is that just the world view of cheer or are these actually the top two schools uh, that people go to for doing cheer?
1: So I think the thing is that like um, the National Cheerleading Association has different divisions and there is a junior college division um, as well as like grand national things that goes on. Um, and I think in the junior college division, these are definitely our two premier squads Mm -hmm. i think trinity valley had a a reputation for being a really good team for a while and then you would like you would try out for trinity valley you wouldn't make it there and then you'd go to nevero try out and make it but since monica has figured out her formula for success um she has been able to whip the team into, you know, a formidable opponent and actually the best team in that division. Now, do I know much about teams in the other divisions or, or where Trinity Valley stacks up against some of the bigger schools? Not really. Yeah. But uh cheerleading at, at this level is like this is the highest level of cheerleading you're going to get. Like uh these are college students, but there's no like professional competitive cheer team that's outside of these all star groups. Um, for when you graduate from college, you know, like if you're in the, um, into college football and you graduate as a college football player, your hopes is to go to the NFL, you know, for these people, uh, this is it. Like, Mm -hmm. this is me at my highest, my highest performance level that you're going to get. I can do all-star stuff on the side, but I will never compete on a level like this for championships again. And so this is kind of like their Super Bowl in a way. Yeah. Is I watch uh, some of the uh,
0: the series premiere from season one, and they talk about that about basically you know like even if you say like oh I'm gonna go and cheer for the, the uh, you know uh, uh, Dallas Cowboys uh, cheerleaders like that's not what this is they're like that's that's no. like uh, those are dancers.
1: Yeah, they're dancers, models a lot of times, and they can stand there and they look pretty. They're smiling. They they hype up the team, but they are not doing the tumbling passes and the stunts that these cheerleaders are doing. These are gymnasts. Uh, on a mat, you know, yeah. with pom poms. What about and, the and NBA? Like, uh, about like, 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 like uh, they have like the people that come in like uh, during like a timeout and do something, like the power dancers. Yeah, yeah. but but those again, those are dancers who can flip. Mm-hmm. These are gymnasts who are gymnasts these are gymnasts you know they just uh bring like that extra spunk that cheer uh you know provides that gym gymnastics often doesn't because gymnastics can be very 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 serious outwardly in a way that cheerleading is never it's it's it is intense and it is serious inwardly but outwardly they are projecting happiness and pep and these people are all that they are pep and um yeah intensity (laughs) So
0: the show explores
1: the cheer
0: squad that is uh, put together by Monica. And um, you mentioned that Monica has like the secret formula that Monica came in and changed the game. What is Monica doing differently that other coaches weren't doing?
1: Well, one thing that they point out in this first episode is that while Monica is a great cheerleading coach, the thing that sets her apart from a Trinity Valley is that Trinity Valley has a clause somewhere in their like cheerleading contract that they don't allow all star teams to perform, uh, like to all people who are members of all star teams to be on their cheerleading squad because all star teams take a lot of time away from, um, the actual squad that you're on. So it's not like, um, you got like your LeBron James and he's in the NBA and we expect him to play all these games. But LeBron is like, yeah, but on the side, I play pickup games every, every, every Saturday, or I'm in like a junior league. It's like, Mm -hmm. well, we can't have you doing that because one, you should be practicing with us. But two, what if you get hurt? What if something happens and you're not able to compete with us? So now we have to change everything because our LeBron James is down. And I think it's the same thing with Trinity Valley. They were like, well, you cannot split your time and attention and your energy and your health with them and still be a part of this team. So they isolate a level of like a, a big huge group of athletes, honestly, that are just dying to cheer who have nothing else better to do than cheer. Like that is their life. And they're saying, no, we can't do that with you because you uh, are not as committed to this as you are to cheering in general. And so Monica is not like that. Monica is definitely like, if you're on an all-star team and you want to be on this team, that's fine, but you got to make it work. And if you get hurt, on that all-star team, I'm still expecting you to show up here for a cheer practice, and then I will decide if you cannot compete. Um, mm-hmm. And it sounds harsh. Like Bruce Arians. Te- yeah. yeah. Listen, it sounds harsh, but I think from her perspective, a lot of these students are at, first of all, this is a college. So you go to this school. This is a part of your curriculum or a part of your scholarship. So she is paying you to do this. And so it's like, if you're on scholarship and you want to keep that money in the spot on this team, you have to do what she says. And so yeah, if you want a side hustle, that's fine, but you better be at practice the next day. Mm-hmm. Okay, is Trinity Valley uh, a community college? Are they featured in season one? Uh, very like, um, they're in the background. They're definitely in the background. They're kind of like uh, Cobra Kai. As a t- yes, they're like a well, they're more like Cobra Kai in this season. So in the first season, they're just like, oh, this is Trinity Valley down the street. Uh, look at how Monica has managed to usurp them and become the new supreme of cheerleading. Right. Uh, and they're like, you know, like they speak about her as if she's a rival. Like, oh, yeah. Wh- our, our thing is that we cannot let that school get too far ahead of us. But for season two, it's like, oh, no, this is not even really the story of Navarro College anymore. This is like the villain origin story of Vontae right. and Coach Yeah, because Chappelle, is this a hot take
0: to say that I think I'm more in on Trinity Valley Community
1: College than I am on Navarro? I don't think so. I think with the first episode, they really put you in a position where like these people were at the top. Yeah, and now you got this this underdogs that is just waiting in the wings, right? They're trying their best, they're honing their skills. They're not they're not going to sell out to the um, to the uh, Ellen of Hollywood, yeah, yeah, and Ellen and all these other things. They're and, high um, on the hog, J- and it's influencers J. J. on cameo. <laughs> Right. They're doing influences. They're doing likes and uh engagements and they're on TikTok and the and uh, the hype house. And he's like, no, we want serious athletes who come here to cheer. We're all about business. And you're like, yes, Vontae, that's the energy we like. I think I don't think that's out of the ordinary. I think we like to see competition, but we also like a good underdog story. And in episode one, they definitely tell that.
0: Yeah. So, okay, we'll we'll see cuz I feel like that, you know, Trinity Valley Community College, I mean, they're allowing the cameras in to be like uh doing get, getting the, the the cheer treatment uh over there and they're like like their players are like doing the you know, they're buying in and giving the interviews and everything and so I feel like that this is a, like a very interesting way to sort of set this
1: up. Yeah, I mean, if you're from Trinity Valley's perspective, yes, this is a show to highlight one of your big rivals um regionally and in tier. But I think like it doesn't hurt you to be a part of that, right? Because like Trinity Valley Valley is a smaller school that a lot of people wouldn't know about if it wasn't for the publicity they're getting from being a part of Monica's story over at uh Nevero. So it's like, yeah, for season one, yeah, sure. Uh Monica's hyped up because she should be. Uh but, you know, like if you are just somebody who's looking to get the competitive tier and maybe um you were considering Trinity Valley, now you know, like, oh, there's a, a viable option that's not Navarro, right? Um, And so, season one, they kind of just established themselves as a, another option. But season two, it's like, yeah, film us, because we're coming for that spot, and the story will be amazing if we get it. Like, could you imagine this, like, Hollywood esque team that is so glitz and glamour that's lost sight of their way because they're all like about their influencing and their money and their commercials and all this other stuff. And now, you yeah, Trinity Valley is all about the grind, comes up and takes the top spot. Like that sets you up for a hell of a season three and, you know, a new villain in town. Like that's the kind of stuff that stories are made out of. So I, I, I agree that Trinity Valley is uh, the one to watch here. No, Chappelle, season three has to be about another school that's
0: down the road. That's like the third biggest competitor that they aren't like all uh, like uh, with stars in their eyes and being interviewed by uh, Today's Show in Australia, and then they're <laughs> going to be the ones to watch in season three.
1: Uh, probably not, uh, but <laughs> I'm thinking. Listen, <laughs> there's not that many. You know, there's not that many uh, mm. schools that are in the running like that in this area. Maybe maybe across the country, you know, you have somebody who's like trying to capture that fame and drag it away from Texas. But I think. Um, yeah. Season three could definitely be the story of like if Trinity Valley gets the top spot now, how does Navero like change their ways? Right. Like how does Monica like snatch the Instagrams out of everybody's hands and like, no, put that down. We got it. We have to practice. We have to be back on our game because we slipped up. We got mm-hmm. sloppy. We got complacent. And now we're number two. So I, I don't know this cheer story. If it if it works out the way you and I just wrote it, that's good TV. Yeah, good TV. I just think it's so fascinating to see the contrast in styles
0: between uh, Monica and uh, coach Vontae. Mm-hmm. How so? Oh, uh, well, I just feel like that uh, I, you know, I, I look at everything uh, in terms of like uh, these coaches and I put them in perspective of like the uh, NFL coaches. And I feel like that Monica seems like she's coming across more like a, like a players coach. Like she, like she's tough uh but is not like uh like a real disciplinarian and then coach vante uh i mean we see that at the end of the episode makes the cheer team run suicides uh in the gym which i didn't even know that you could you 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 would do that to a cheer team of make them run laps for uh basically and and not even lap suicides for getting the routine wrong
1: yeah like 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 a joe judge <laughs> I I think Monica's thing is that yeah, she is a she is a players coach. Um but I don't think we can uh, like maybe in season two they kind of like show that side of uh, Vontae a little bit more of like the you know the being the harder coach. But I think for Monica in season one, if you talk to the kids, the kids are the ones telling you the story about mm-hmm. who Monica is. They they're the ones who oh I got hurt at my all star practice. Oh gosh, I don't want to tell Monica. And they're like, why won't you tell Monica? She's like, she's gonna cuss me out. We never see her cuss mm-hmm. anybody out, but you know the energy is there. Yeah, you know, and um, so she's got it's not like, like Dance uh, Moms. Right, 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 right. Like she's not Abby Lee, like she's not yelling at them and calling them fat or anything like that from across the room, but she definitely got the energy of like you don't want to trifle with her. And so, yeah, I think she's taking a a good approach at dealing with these cheerleaders cuz these are 18, 19, 20-year-old, these are adolescents, you know. Um and so she is very much making a family for them and i think vante might be doing the same thing it's just his story is more compelling told from like the grizzled coach from down the street uh because i think monica very much has that energy as well
0: do the people on the team call her monica because i feel like i you know i'm calling monica monica and uh and coach vante coach
1: vante is that is that the the names that they want to be called I don't know if coach Vontae ever like says, call me coach Vonte," but Monica is Monica. They yeah. call her Monica throughout. Um, uh, sometimes they call her just coach, but I've never heard anybody say coach Monica. As a matter of fact, she's very personable with the kids. A lot of them look at her as family. Some of them like say she's almost like a real mom to them. Um, Because the thing with junior college and community college kids is a lot of them aren't aren't that well off when it comes to uh, like their background and their upbringing as far as their finances. So like some of them come from backgrounds that are um, less than, I guess, shiny. You know, they got the like um, like a tough past. And some of them look to cheer as their new families. And so, yeah, they call Monica Monica because they're that comfortable with her. Um, one one kid was like, I'll take a bullet for her, you know, and, uh, and I don't think they were joking. I think it's really one of those situations where you feel like this person is really invested in you as a person, not just in cheer, but in your life. And um, we hear a lot of those stories throughout season one and not be shocked if we didn't hear more of those out uh, during season two. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
0: Let's go through what we saw here in the premiere episode. Now, the show is going to open with uh, the uh, the saga of one of the stars of season one, who uh made a lot of news uh jerry harris who was arrested and uh became was part of like the national story about uh child pornography and there was a whole issue uh with uh with 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 minors that is a whole ugly thing that we don't need to uh get into uh but it was such a big controversy the show like they led with this in season two um
1: yeah this is tough because um well rob i'll ask you this this was your first like full episode of, of cheer for the most part what did you think about jerry just based off of like a uh, scandal aside what was your opinion of how the show talked about him
0: well it's hard because you know you uh hear the stories of uh what what you know he was accused of doing but then it's like, okay, well, they kind of, they kind of get out in front and, you know, uh, tell you about it and then, you know, show like the, like the news coverage of it. But then this season is, uh, flashing back to January 2020 and he's there, uh, and he's, uh, like, uh, around all of the time. And so it it, 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 it's not like they really cut around him in, season two of the show it's not like that they you
1: know tried to make him disappear yeah so the thing with jerry is that in season one jerry is like america's sweetheart in a way like i I cannot stress how much he is a lovable character in the show i mean you saw him with
0: oprah with ellen with joe biden is everybody loved him right
1: it is the like the fall from grace here is just insane jerry's story arc throughout the first season was that jerry doesn't come from like a supportive family that system, and so he's always looked at his cheer family as his family he's like the cheer super fan like he he keeps up with all the competitive cheer across the country he can tell you who the next rising star is all this other stuff and then jerry is not like athletically he was not on the same level as some of the other mm-hmm. um like people who do the the tumbling and stuff like that for uh to make the mat yeah he yeah he's a yeller he is yelling to hype everybody up because he did not make the the 20 people who make the mat. He wasn't in that squad. And so you see Jerry's like, you're rooting for Jerry because he's so nice. He's so lovable on the show. And you see um, kind of like his journey to make the mat. And we see like where they're trying stunts and stunts aren't working with certain people. And they bring in Jerry for just a little bit to motivate other people to do better. And they take him out because he's just not as good as them or they can't use him in other areas. And so, Jerry has a story arc of by the finale of season one. There's this one stunt that they're doing, Rob, that Jerry has been screwing up and he's it's the day of the performance and he is screwing it up the day of like in practice as they're doing the run throughs and he's messing it up. And the crazy thing about the finale of season one is they don't let the um, the Netflix cameras into the Daytona competition at all. They tell them y'all can't come in. So everything that we have for the the finale of season one is basically cell phone footage and like footage captured from other sources throughout the competition. So you might get like an aerial view of the competition from uh, from this side or like a cell phone view from the bottom, like a selfie cam. And it's really cool the way it it puts it there but you're watching that knowing that jerry just screwed up this lift thing you know this stunt, and you're like oh my gosh he's gonna get it during the competition and i know for me I, my eyes were glued to him i was like oh my gosh is he gonna drop this girl you know is that gonna happen or at this finale we eight episodes in or six episodes in i Sex. guess like yeah. it was so much uh, drama behind it and then he nailed it and so everybody's like jerry like it was like the moment we all been waiting for the show ends and then like later on we get these news reports and everybody's just stunned. And so for the show to start off and lead off with the Jerry thing, I honestly think they have to they have or they to. have to te- or they have to take him out completely. And mm-hmm. I think it's really hard because they'd already filmed so much of it. So you start off with the Jerry stuff, even from a television standpoint, it's probably not bad to just go ahead and foreshadow that you got some drama coming mm-hmm. because a lot of people who might not have even seen cheer, once they got that national attention from the Jerry scandal, they might be tuning in just to be nosy. And so yeah, they basically hold that carrot out in front of you at episode one and say the Jerry stuff is bad. But we'll get back to that later. And then they go back to talking about cheerleading. And so yeah, I didn't watch episode two or three or four or five. And so I don't know when the Jerry stuff happens, but it's coming. And it's ominous. And yeah, whoo, it's gonna be dark. Yeah,
0: and uh just to uh be clear so uh the the jerry stuff uh in september of 2020 uh that's when uh these charges come to light he's charged with uh federal child pornography sex charges uh that as of this time uh that i believe he is still awaiting his trial uh he has pleaded not guilty that's uh that, that's where it stands right now
1: yeah and like i said for the, I don't know the details of the case mm-hmm. but what I do know is that the show has to talk about it and if they have to talk about it, it's not going to be fun to discuss yeah. that, especially with somebody who was held in such high regard as Jerry from season one. Right, and they uh, do have an episode later on in
0: the season uh, that does uh, focus in uh, more on this uh, a- as we go. The timing of this is uh, v- the whole season is uh, interesting because it looks like uh, the first season of Cheer comes out January of 2020 that's when uh season one mm-hmm. comes out um and and when we are here watching uh what's happening it is January of 2020 so it seems like that we are sort of like in the instant aftermath of cheer season one it's not like a year has gone by and everybody blew up it seems like that this is only just like become a hit like uh two or three weeks ago
1: yeah, I think I think there's a little bit like it. I think it depends on what clip they're showing. So I think for some of them, yeah, like it's been like it's some of this stuff is like the next day, you know, but I think there's a, a small time lapse because there's time for the show to blow up for them to go on their whole media tour, mm-hmm. all that good stuff. So it's kind of like it's that window between when they found out about what happened with Jerry and you know when they initially won so it's kind of like that that gray area so i don't think they know about this in the first episode no they no, like, definitely definitely not
0: i'm just saying like that yeah. uh, that uh, i'm i'm going back to the timing of when the show beca- became a hit yeah and, and how and how they became stars because the other thing that you know we're gonna have this ticking clock where uh everything is gonna start to happen with covid here mm-hmm. uh, by the time we we hit march so this is a tight window of time That we are at right now between when the first season of cheer drops and we're following these people in the instant aftermath of that leading up until when we're going to have, you know, we're going to see where uh, the uh, coronavirus really starts to take hold and how that's going to impact uh, what's going on with them.
1: Yeah, that's a good shout because I didn't even realize in episode one that there were no masks. Yeah. And, you know, like for this to be a documentary or docu-series style show. I expect you should see at least one mask. And if you know, if this is in, you know, previous day, and so yeah, I think you're right. I think this is definitely that like tight spot between, you know, when the world gets shut down. And honestly, I don't know. Like now I'm kind of eager to get to that point because I don't know how you adjust to something like that in something like competitive cheer where being in proximity of each other is very important. And so, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, I think that is probably something to track if you're watching the show through Season 2. And uh, if there is a Season 3, I'd be interested to know how they're going to do that as well.
0: I also wonder, and then just looking at the dates that they give us on the screen, uh, where we cut to April 9th, 2021, I don't know if the 2020 uh, NCAA cheer championships are going to be canceled, and 2021 is going to be when they actually have this face off.
1: Yeah, I have no clue. I I do not know if covid comes and ruins everything that the the nation, this the National Cheerleading Association mm-hmm. has going on, uh COVID like ruins the NCAA so tournament basically. Like uh, right. right. Yeah, I mean, how can you have a cheerleading competition in the middle of all of that at the peak of mm-hmm. what people Uh, The peak of, I guess, misinformation and stuff like that for COVID. Like, COVID is still here. It's very real. It's happening right now. It's always happening. Like, everybody's got it. But what I'm saying is, like, at the beginning, it was like, there's no vaccine. We don't know how close you can be to somebody. We don't know where you can go. We don't know what you can do. We don't know how to get tests. Like, it was so much Mm -hmm. of that. And so there's no way I think they avoid all of that. I mean, colleges were shutting down across the country. Right. Just closing them. Send send, Send the kids home. Saying all right end of the semester and so yeah that's got to happen to these people at some point and there was
0: no sports uh from the time that things shut down in march until what like june i think the nba came back what july uh when mm-hmm. they started doing stuff even though it's outside uh there was just like no sort of especially like uh with like uh college or you know younger people that they're just we're, we're not these activities so I, I wouldn't be surprised if the whole uh, let me just, let me do a quick Google search before we get dragged up. Like you idiots, uh, NCA 2020, uh, tournament, uh, let's see. Uh, I see NCA 2020 canceled, uh, on Sunday, yeah. varsity spirit announced the decision to cancel all scheduled events for at least the next eight weeks of the 2020 competition season. Uh, this includes the NCA and, uh, NDA collegiate cheer and, uh, dance national championship, which was scheduled for April 8th to April 12th.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. There's, there's, it's coming. And, and you know, the episode starts with, uh, like, there's a countdown. They're, like, 57 days away from the big performance. And you're like, oh, okay, 57 days. But now that you've called it out, I'm like, do they ever make it to the performance? I guess you have to finish season two to find out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, One of the interesting themes, I thought, and you've and
0: you touched on this, is how does the cast of uh people over, uh, the, the cast of Cheer, a.k.a. the team from... Uh, Navarro handle the becoming uh, famous overnight. And, and this is something that, uh, you know, for 20 some odd years has always been interesting to see as people become famous from reality TV, how does
1: it change them? Well, and what they're about. Rob, yeah. Right. Well, why don't you speak from your own experience? How did it change you? How did it change me? Um,
0: so You probably have to ask other people who were around me. I I like to think uh, it didn't change me uh, very much, Mm. but I think that uh, fame from reality TV, like I I feel like personally um, and, you know, uh, opening myself up here that, that, you know, I, I feel like that what happened to me, like I never really felt like, oh, Now I'm famous like people, some people like uh, Survivor fans know who I am, but it was not like, uh, you know, like maybe there was like, you know, 15, 20 times, you know, you're walking somewhere and somebody said, are you so-and-so? Whereas I feel like that in modern times uh, with like social media, I think you really like uh, feel it where that the people that are blowing up on cheer are now just sort of like being inundated with people reaching out to them and being viral. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, like I feel like it's it's different.
1: Yeah, it's like it's like you can touch your fame now. Like you know, like Rob, you were um, famous. Uh, You Mm -hmm. know, we TV famous at the time. Like, Rob, I've known who you were since I was 13 years old. Like, that's crazy, right? But like, these people are able to look at their phone and see that this person has known me since they were 13 years old. Like, they know me right now. Like, and they're getting engagement from them. Like, so imagine if 13-year-old Chappelle was like clicking like on all your stuff. Mm -hmm. And then like, You know, 20 years later, I'm like, hey, Rob, you want to talk on a podcast? You know, like that's the kind of fame that they have right in front of themselves right now. Like they can see it. They wake up in the morning and reminded of their fame every day when they get likes, when they get clicks, when they get engagements, when they get endorsements. And so, yeah, I can imagine that this is going to change their lives so much, uh, because, like I said earlier, a lot of them come from backgrounds that aren't very well off. They don't come from a lot of money and their families had to sacrifice. Or Some of them are like didn't grow up with their families. Uh, we'll see the stories of Ladarius Le- and even Jerry and Lexi where it's like, oh, they don't come from glitz and glamour. So this is a big departure from who they are and I, yeah, I can imagine that it's going to start to take a toll on them because everybody's not able to deal with uh, the things that come with, you know, fame like as we talked about in the Hype House, you know, and so this is uh yeah this is probably the dream for this age group of people you know to be tiktok famous to be instagram famous and they're living it uh and to go from people who probably look at cheerleading you know people kind of look at cheerleading as like the people who cheer on the athletes but these people know that they are the athletes as well and i think now they're getting a recognition that they deserve for being athletic but they're also getting the other recognition for just being famous yeah I think that for the people
0: that, like, really, like, are motivated by winning, I think that those are the people that are going to stay focused. But I think that you'll see, like, a divide between the people that are not necessarily, like, uh, about the winning, the people that are about the trappings that it ends up being. And you see this in sports all the time, you know, that, uh, you know, people come into the game. And then, you know, sort of like uh, get sort of like uh, blinded by like uh, all the things that come along with being in a sport as opposed to the people that like uh, really it's very important to them to
1: succeed and ultimately to try to win. Yeah, and they're they're planting that seed for us in episode one, because there are moments where, like, they're practicing, and then Monica's like, all right, all right, team meeting, team meeting. Okay, everybody gather around. Uh, Jerry Ladarius and all the other stars and I, we're going to go do a photo shoot right now. But y'all get back to work. We'll be back tomorrow with our other superstar, who was a star from season one. And then you all can be a part of that as well. And you even see the background cheerleaders, the ones who weren't highlighted, kind of like giving side eye and kind of looking like, well, I guess we'll just be here to win. We're not here to you know, do Buick commercials, but here we are. Well, I thought that was so interesting
0: about the people who are not necessarily featured on the show, and, and I love when like we get to uh, explore this, like uh, the 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 pe- the other people that you know go to the bar that the How I Met Your Mother cast uh, hangs out in, or the other kids that go to Bayside High School, or the just people that are not in the focus, and uh, they're like talking about how annoying it is i was like yeah i guess i guess you know we'll we'll just like be here to uh you know help out all the famous people
1: yeah i i um yeah i i can relate to that feeling um just because I know how it feels to like feel like you're really good at something and you should be doing it and you should be getting the recognition that you think you should get. And then to watch people like treat you like, Oh yeah, you're just like a side character or you're like the background characters in somebody's story. And so like that caught my attention instantly. Like the moment they interview, like uh, those three people who remain nameless because <laughs> you know, they don't matter. <laughs> um, they interviewed them and they're like, yeah, we came here cause this is a college and we wanted to cheer and be the best cheer team. But I guess you can talk to all of our friends about how great they are. And I think it must suck, too, to also feel like I am as good as these people. Right. I am. I, too, am an athletic specimen who can do the things, who won the championship. I was there, but you just didn't put the camera on me. So, like, while I can do maybe I can do the stunts that Jerry can't do, um but you want to talk to Jerry because he was the star of season one, mm-hmm. and so i can I can imagine how that envy would just creep into you and just kind of like eat away at you a little bit. you know a, a cool storyline would be if those people like jump ship and went to Trinity Valley or something mm-hmm. you know yeah. and like, like and started like the playbook, yeah right, exactly, you know we've seen this movie before, mm-hmm. you know, like the background characters bring the playbook and they know all the secret routines, yeah. Uh, that would be good TV, but you can see that kind of brewing as well. hmm Yeah.
0: One of those uh people's name was Ryan. hmm hmm Ryan okay. is one of the <laughs> is one of the backup answers. Ryan.
1: Yeah. Just um, yeah, Justice Ryan. And like I said, I, I sympathize with them because like I know that's gotta suck.
0: You know, uh, Chappelle, they tell us as they're going back and forth between uh the rivalry between uh Navarro and Trinity Valley Community College is that, you know, uh when you're from Texas, all you want to do is win. Is that true? Uh, it might be It's all about winning.
1: This is a very competitive state. You know, like the, the highest paid educator in this state is a football coach. Mm -hmm. You know, like we, we do not play when it comes to winning, um, I mean, we play, we compete, but they want to win. I mean, to the point where like you're paying football coaches more than you're paying the teachers who have to keep those damn kids in school, you know? And I mean, I'm talking about at every level, high school football coaches making six figures just because they coach football. And it's like, bro, it's high school, but it is a way of life. Like winning here is a thing that we have to do. And it trickles all the way down to cheerleading and yeah. competitive cheerleading in, in Texas. It's wild. I mean, they have the big hair, they got the big bows and, and they, cowboy boots. Mm-hmm. I mean, Texas is Texas. We're going to do a big here and we're going to try to win. And they weren't wrong. Season one of, 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 of cheer does a good job of talking about Texas. And I love that. It's, it's almost, it, Like if I wasn't from here, I would think it was a caricature of Texas, Mm -hmm. but it's not. That is Texas. That is Navarro. That is Corsicana. That is where, like, I am from. I'm not from Corsicana, but this is my this is my neighborhood, Mm -hmm. and so I get it. I definitely understand. Um, how
0: do you explain Mike McCarthy then? I have no words. (laughs)
1: Listen, some some people just fall short. <laughs> that was
0: mean. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Too soon. Too soon. Yeah, that was, mean. Too soon, that was mean. Sorry about that. Okay. Um one of the characters. <laughs> I'm that, sorry. Well one of the characters no, that was mean. featured uh in this episode was Brooke. Uh we really uh zoomed in on Brooke here in this episode. Was
1: Brooke a part of season one, Chappelle? Nah, Brooke is a rookie. So they brought in the they so they got the new class of people. The thing is, Navarro is a two-year school. This is a school where you come to get associate degrees. That means you are here today and gone tomorrow. And because of this cheerleading show... Gone Navarro. Gone Navarro, right. But, But because of this cheerleading show, they have to like compete against people who want to stay longer than two years because they want to continue to be on the championship winning team they want to like oh i was supposed to be here to get an associate degree in uh education it's like oh okay cool well you got that it's like well i might stay to get a certification why well because i really need to be on this cheerleading team for one more year and so now you have people who are coming across the country from wherever they're from to be a part of this team and to go to school here. But you got people who might be 2021 20, at this point who are still hanging around because like, okay, I just got, I got to get one more, one more win in me. Yeah. They're bringing me back for the, for the, uh for the they're next doing victory. Another
0: like, Netflix season. I'll be there.
1: Oh, Rob, that is the motivation of half of these people. I'm sure. Um, because you're talking about Brooke, but D- Darius was supposed to be gone. Um, Jerry was supposed to be gone. Well, I don't think we see Gabby in this episode, but was supposed to be gone. Uh, and all of them are back for season two. <laughs> oh, Lexi. Lexi literally went to jail yeah. <laughs> in season one. And Lexi is back, you know. So and doing cameos. Uh, and and doing cameos. I love Lexi, by the way. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, um, yeah. So is that your this, favorite? People, They're coming back. Is is Lexi? No, Gabby's my favorite on the show. Okay. Because uh, we didn't see Gabby yeah, we, in, in episode number mm-mm. one. And oh, I will give you the Gabby rundown shortly.
0: Oh, good. Okay, good. We'll get there.
1: <laughs> yeah, but Brooke is competing against all these people. Who the veterans are there, right? So you have the 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 OG veterans who should have left, but they're they're coming back for one more uh, one more go round. Then you got the veterans who didn't make the mat who are like trying to make the mat. So they, they are competitive as well. Cause they're looking for their spot. The, the The OGs have left and now it's time for me to take my spot on, uh, you know, in the iron throne or whatever. But then you have the rookies who they're just, there might be new here, but they're not new to cheer. So they are like, you know, easily like as athletic, as many of them as competitive, as good as tumbling. And they want a spot as well. So they have so many obstacles to get by. And Brooke, it looks like it's going to have an uphill battle this season, similar to Jerry in the first season where she is a great person at stunts, but she's not as good athletically. Her jumps aren't as high. Her flips aren't as tight. Her toes aren't as pointed. You know, that kind of thing. Her technique isn't as strong as the other people, but I think it's based off of her strength. Like she's just not uh, as explosive as they are. And so um, Brooke has the, have a. she's going to have to have a few bumps on the road to making the mat this season um because she's up against some hard hitters.
0: Yeah, we saw a conversation uh, with her and Monica where Monica talked to her about uh, just, the, you're going to have to pick up the
1: athleticism. Mm-hmm. Like, it's one thing about being able to do a flip. I, Chappelle, I could do a cartwheel if I wanted to. But I can't do a Look cartwheel like Gabby could do a cartwheel. Yeah, if I wanted to do a cartwheel, now don't get me wrong, I'm not going to try it. You don't want to. But if I wanted to, if I wanted to, I could do it. I know I could. Mm-hmm. It would be an ugly, hideous thing. Very Oompa Loompa-esque. <laughs> but Gabby she does a cartwheel and it's amazing and it's fast and it's, and it's sharp and it's, it's technique is there, you know, all that stuff. That's the difference in athleticism with, you know, like somebody who can do it crisp and powerful every time, like Gabby or like Ladarius or somebody like Brooke, who like, she is good and she can do the things, but it just don't hit the same. And it's all about hitting like hard because think about it Rob this is gymnastics these people are doing the same techniques these stunts are not new stunts a lot of them I mean it, it, you know Gabby Douglas and Simone Biles are out here creating <laughs> creating moves but like these kids they're doing the same cheerleading moves that other people are doing but it's all about precision it's all about explosiveness it's all about hitting your marks and Brooke's just not giving what Gabby and these other girls are giving you know so mm-hmm. that's her that's her struggle mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah. but we- she seems dope Yep, she uh seems like a
0: you know a really nice uh person on the show. Uh we meet her mom. Uh and this was like a really like a gut-wrenching of to find out, you know, Brooke comes from like a really tough background. Uh her dad died uh when she was 9. Uh seems like that the family is uh pretty destitute. Um they uh basically like they have uh you know a barely functioning car to Get her back and forth uh to the cheer practice, and whatever money they were gonna spend to go to uh the the cheer championship in Daytona uh they just basically like had to cash out to fix the
1: car, yeah, and I think that might be i won't say that's why a lot of these kids were chosen to be highlighted on the show, but many of them have like the the background of like oh i I am not like you know a a rich person who comes from money who had a lot of money to put into cheer like my family had to sacrifice or i was raised by someone else or i you know I have a trouble background like Lexi has a trouble background like Lexi be out here fighting in the streets now, again that's She's amazing, but mm-hmm. ridiculous as well. But you know, so when they start to highlight Brooks background, I'm like it's more of the same, like in season one, you talked about like Ladarius was raised by his mom. I think she had went to jail. And so he was raised almost like by another, like a family friend and like, as a part of their family in a way. So that stuff is throughout cheer. And it's like, now it's Brooks time to shine. And you got to talk about, you know, her struggles and her come up. And I, I think it makes compelling TV, but that might also be why, um, checks notes, Ryan, is a background character and not the main character. Maybe he doesn't have the same background to highlight. Maybe, Yeah, maybe. I'm not saying he does, but I'm just saying maybe that it wasn't compelling enough TV.
0: Well, ultimately in this first episode, Brooke is not going to uh, make the cheer squad. uh, And that could potentially be because uh, that she is uh, auditioning for the spot that Gabby is going to occupy.
1: Yeah. Remember that time we talked about Dance Moms? Yeah. I was like, I was like, Maddie Ziegler is always at the top. Like always mm-hmm. at the top of the pyramid, like it's her show, and everybody yeah. else is just living in it. Yeah, this is Gabby's show. She's not the star of the show by any means, but she is like your Michael Jordan. she um is a cheerleader, and she is working across the country at all times. like her family is doing like uh pop-up events where you can come in and do little like uh classes and um like sessions with her, you can do meeting greets, she's doing pictures and magazines. she's everywhere. She is like the yes. poster child, or at least. At the time of recording, I don't know if she's fallen from grace well, at this point. Okay. Uh Gabby <laughs> Butler,
0: sixteen seventeen on Instagram. How many followers for Gabby Butler on Instagram?
1: Uh twenty five K. One point nine million. Woo! Ah See, I talked her up but I didn't give her what she deserved <laughs> You yeah. um, know Listen yeah she was, she was like The poster child for cheer like the girls mm-hmm. that grew up I mean even I think even Brooke was like I grew up watching she Gabby. has a fitness App she has sure. uh, Moxie athletic wear
0: mm-hmm. You can get The you can get the Gabby Butler uh, athletic wear
1: Mm-hmm Let's see. I mean, I'm not going to get it, but I'm not athletic enough and probably not uh, Kirby in the right spots. But um, Mm -hmm. yeah, I think, um, yeah, she is the, the, she is the like premier individual on the team. And I think the reason why she's not, um, she's not a bigger character on the show because she doesn't give you a lot of personality. Her personality is winning. Yeah. So, you know, maybe like, uh, like someone like Tom Brady, right? Where you know, like they're coming in to win. Don't worry, Tom Brady into this. I have to say, I'm picking the winners, you know, mm-hmm. like, uh, Michael Jordan, Tom Brady, you know, the ones who are uh, who've done the things. The only thing I want to um, hear
0: about Tom Brady is that he's, he retired. He, no, the, the only, the only is thing, he, look, no, that he's <laughs> old, but he still is getting it done. You know, you want to talk uh, up Tom Brady? That's the angle. Oh, okay.
1: Well, he's old and he's still getting done, Rob, sadly. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He's still here. And so is Gabby. Gabby is, um, Gabby doesn't bring a lot to the table as far as like being a huge character on the show because she is so focused. Like, if you want to build up the dramatic suspense of what the competition is going to be like, zoom in on Gabby's face. Like, she's stone faced. She's putting on her her makeup. She's like tying her, her bow in her hair, but she's all business, you know? And, um, she is, uh, yeah. Uh, a person who's, it's going to be so tough to get a spot away from her. She was supposed to be gone. At the end of season one, she said, you know what? I'm good. I've lived away from home. Basically been working since I was 14 years old as a traveling cheerleader. And I've gone off to Corsicana for two years. It's time for me to go back home to my family. She goes home, and next thing you know, Monica's on a plane to New York to go get her and bring her back. Bring her back. 2.4 million followers on TikTok. Mm -hmm. And she's good. Gabby is good. She She's all business. There's uh, one episode in season one where her mom, her mom's name is Debbie, she calls and she's like, "Like Gabby, you need to do this, and you need to do that, and have you been eating right? And <laughs> Gabby's like, hmm, yeah, kinda. Mm-hmm. She's like, are you been eating clean? And she goes, I'm, mostly? Her mom says, you've been eating eggs. Eggs are dairy. And she's like, oh, are they? And she's like, yeah, listen, listen, you can eat jackfruit one time for 12 hours. You don't have to eat again all day. Gabby's like, I'm an athlete. I really can't live like that her mom's like okay bye like mm-hmm. i love you <laughs> like her mom is like high strung and like trying to make sure that gabby has everything together but gabby is on it she is like she might not she didn't come here to do school she came here to cheer and that's what she does okay round two name something that's
0: not boring
1: a laundry Ooh, a book club computer
0: solitaire huh Ah, oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino style games join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary for worth limited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details
1: it's time for today's lucky land horoscope with victoria cash No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: Chappelle, tell me about the person that you said is your favorite character on the show. Lexi.
1: Yeah. Lexi's my fave. Well, no Gabby, Gabby technically is my fave, but Lexi, Lexi is a, one of my favorites because she is a mess. Uh, and not, not saying in a bad way, but Lexi, Lexi is good TV. So Lexi comes from a background where she's been fighting like her whole life. Like, I don't know what, where she grew up at, but it was tough. And you know, she's, she's, she is one of the people who like, you can tell, like seeing her cheer is like her outlet away from her upbringing, you know, like she often falls into the wrong crowd. She's at college, but you know, like school, that isn't necessarily her thing. I think she ended up getting her GED after like dropping, like after dropping out of high school after two years. And she tested college level, like ready, not like, GED straight into college basically so that she could go be a cheerleader mm-hmm. and so I think her story is just so compelling and seeing her move on the show she's not perfect right cheerleaders like to present perfect they like to be uh, like precise and pristine a lot of ways but she is very much the cheerleader who is like um, getting pulled over by the police and then taking the rap for one of her friends which happened in season one and so that kind of stuff is compelling TV for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did she take the rap for? Uh they kind of hinted at like a uh a, a substance an illegal substance being in the car oh. and and get, and what it is is I don't think her friend was in the car I think Lexi got pulled over and like they were like does this belong to you and she was like I ain't no snitch and then next thing you know she's in jail um Lexi ain't no snitch but Lexi also had some uh controversial things going on in season 1 where I think there was like um somebody from her past was like posting her nude photos oh. so from when she was like 16 years old on Twitter and so Lexi of course was like you know, like offended. She didn't know how to pro- approach it because she wanted to. This was in the
0: show or this was following like the fame of the show?
1: No, this was in the show. This was in the show. Well, so she like sees this troll on Twitter, like trying to like blackmail her and all this other stuff. And so she goes to the cops. But at first, she doesn't want to because she's like, it's so embarrassing. I don't want people to know I was sending these kind of pictures to my boyfriend mm-hmm. or to whomever mm-hmm. back then and yeah. this, that, and other. And she was scared that Monica was going to kick her off the team and like, It was a whole thing and I was like dang I'm really rooting for her to get this together like I hope she you know does the right thing and figures like figures out a way to get out of this because this is not her fault and it's just a mess and she goes to Monica and Monica's completely understanding and they like you know try to get the picture taken it's a whole thing yeah but my favorite part about Lexi's response is that while she was looking at it she was like can't wait to get my revenge on this (laughs) like she was ready to tear that woman down whoever it was posting pictures lexi wasn't like oh my god i'm so offended i can't believe this she was like i'm a her. i'm gonna beat her ass yeah and i was like i appreciate that energy did she get get revenge i hope not because lexi needs to stay out of prison okay um She's always like, Lexi, I think is the one who, if you want to talk about who is probably most prone to getting sucked up by the trappings of fame, yeah. she's probably like the most likely to kind of get caught up with the wrong crowd or to end up in a situation that she doesn't need to be in just because she doesn't make the best decisions all the time. But if you're looking for somebody to root for, I'd root for Lexi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She might let you down, but it's a fun ride it's on a the fun way ride. There. It's a fun ride. Yeah. Okay. Um, We
0: met some of the uh, new people, the up-and-comers. Uh,
1: Maddie, Cassidy, yeah. Peyton, Jillian. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And right now, they're just names. Mm-hmm. But in the future, we're probably going to get storylines from each of them. I think Maddie is a flyer. So she's tiny, and they just throw her up in the air. Cassidy and Peyton are both tumblers, and then Jillian is a flyer as well. Mm-hmm. And those are the people who, who Brooke is competing against for spots. And from what we can understand, she ain't getting Maddie's spot uh Mandy's spot no. at all. Like I'm Maddie's spot. Like it's it's not. That's her spot. Not She's happening. not gonna lose it. Yeah. Um yeah. Maddie kinda gives you like like baby um uh like um little version of um of uh, dang, uh, Gabby, you know, okay. like, like Gabby is so stone facing, like, kind of like I'm here to win. Maddie brings that same energy, but she's not as like stone faced She wants the attention. She's like, I want you to see me. I want. You know, she said, I, I, I got tired of asking people to look at me do flips and stuff, so I just do them well enough to where everybody wants to look at me. Mm-hmm. Like that's the energy you want from a cheerleader, and she has it. And so, yeah, I think Brooks in the tight spot if she thinks she's gonna get one of these spots from her. Chappelle, we saw that Ellen gave
0: the cast of cheer. Twenty thousand um, mm-hmm. dollars, a little, a little cheap. No, yeah, you could do yeah. better. Ellen. You can do better, Ellen. You could do better, for Ellen. No, I mean, well, that's like that's like you know the thirty bucks a kid.
1: You want to talk about a fall a fall from grace? Yeah, uh, we can talk about Ellen DeGeneres, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, but uh, yeah, no, twenty thousand dollars is not a yeah. lot. It was more like it's kind of it's kind of performative, but it does help. You know it does help because Monica's goal this season mm. is to buy a yeah. stage so that her kids can practice on it because practicing on the mat and the gym floor is different than practicing on the stage, and you need to practice on the stage so you can be prepared for the competition that is on the stage. Because, yeah. um, see Rob, what you didn't see in season one is that Monica prepares for everything, like. When she wants to win, she will. She loses sleep at night, and she will like show up the next day for practice and be like, "Okay, I know we practice it all this way all week, but I want to like practice it as if you fell off the pyramid." They're like, "What?" They're like, "Yeah, if you fell off and we had to catch you in a cradle, then we need to know how many counts it would take for you to get out of that, so it looks like you fell with style, Mm -hmm. and that like nobody notices that it was a mistake." And she does that until she feels good about it, and it actually pays off in season one. Um, So this is just another. I guess one of those steps in the right direction for um, uh, for Monica to feel good about her team doing well. She needs to get that stage. Yeah, that the
0: stage um, gets quoted at one hundred thousand dollars for a stage for Monica to have for the cheer team. Uh, Chappelle, I I think they're
1: getting ripped off. Mm, I don't know so yeah in my head yeah you're getting ripped off but in Monica's head this is not a regular stage there are cheaper stages available but Monica wants the best for her girls you know like she cannot do a lackluster stage she probably wants a exact replica of the one that they're using in Daytona like it's not like she just is practicing on any old stage Rob Uh, Mm -hmm. for me I would never spend that type of money on a hundred K is a lot of money
0: for like uh I mean
1: for for a stay what is it? It's like a big it's a platform. Yeah. Well, Rob, look at it this way. It's not that much money like, Ellen what's just it made gave out you twenty thousand dollars. Yeah. But Ellen gave you twenty thousand dollars for existing. So I feel like you can fundraise the other 80. Like, yeah. If you got that from one person, I'm sure Oprah would throw mm. you 20,000 too. I, I mean, mean, he was, Jared was talking to Barack, uh, well, or oh, Joe, Joe, Joe Biden. I'm sure Joe Biden, Joe Byron would, uh, make, make a point for, uh, getting, getting some money if they get, I'm just saying the donors are out there. They just got to ask.
0: Yeah. So yeah, I, th- I was going to ask, does Monica have a budget? Like where, where's the other 80 K coming from?
1: Mm, and with all the appearances Netflix, and the Netflix stuff. Yeah, and, yeah, and the and the, the commercials and stuff that they're doing. Oh yeah, you got to believe that she can afford 100k. She probably wasn't expecting to pay 100k, but she she got it. Mhm. Okay. Yeah. And if not, she's going to put them girls to work before they get it. Uh Rob, I have to tell you the story about the stage. You ready? Yeah. Okay. So, last season, uh Monica was doing her whole what if this happens? What if this happens? What if this happens to to figure out like, okay, uh, all the contingencies so we don't lose any points during our, our competition. So uh, there's this one guy where she's like, okay, you've been doing really well, but I want to try and s- swap somebody else in on your routine just in case, right? Just in case, I think he's got, got like an injury or something. So in case your back starts acting up again, we're going to swap this guy in, but he's not as good as you as tumbling. So like we're going to have to make the routine slightly different with our alternate. Well, the day of the routine everybody's uh kind of like tense and like i said they're using like their iphone cameras and recording everything because netflix can't be in the building um and jerry is the one screwing up on this stunt and so i told you all eyes were on jerry and does he get the stunt right well he gets the stunt right we're all cheering yes yes they did it they did it and then the guy who does the tumbling he breaks his ankle basically like he's a little uh, like yeah tweaked it or something doing like his tumbling pass they they showed this right yeah. And Monica says it's because of the stage. Now, what they end up doing is they they switch in the alternate. And the way the judging works is that they allow you to compete again. But they only they will start um, judging you based on where you stopped in the competition. So where the injury started. So everything prior to that, including Jerry's got stunt it. that went well, was a perfect ten. you know. And so they're like, OK, now we're going to pick up here. You do the whole routine again, but we're not going to look at anything prior to when this guy got hurt. And so they go in, they rehearse, they do that, and then they end up winning the competition. And so now the stage aftermath is one thing that Monica has to deal with, but Trinity Valley is, on the other hand, is looking like, well, they got two chances to do their competition because the guy got hurt. Mm-hmm. That's not fair. We only got one chance. Had we had a second chance, we might have done it flawlessly, too. And so that the um the remnants of season one are deep into the, the first episode of this season. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, a rematch. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and and Monica knows it, and I think she wants to have that stage thing figured out because not only did that one guy get hurt, but a couple of her other cheerleaders kind of messed up their tumbling too in the moment. Like, uh, she has some like amazing tumblers, and for them to be stumbling, Monica's like, well, it can't be them. We've we've practiced enough to where I know it's not them. It's gotta be gotta be the stage. Hmm. Okay. Yeah.
0: Chappelle, I-, I was surprised that uh, we ended. The first episode on Trinity Valley Community College of uh, basically questioning whether or not that we were going to see Navar- Navarro if they were here for the right reasons.
1: Yeah, I mean that if I'm Vante, I want to do that. That's exactly what I want to do. I want to say, listen, all of y'all who want to be famous and want your little followers and stuff like that and in here to be on TV, go, go over there, go to, uh, Navarro, be a backup dancer, you know, like hold the camera phone for Ladarius while he does his flips. Like do that, go do that here. We have real athletes who care about winning and that's what we're here to do. We're not about TV. We're about about Netflix. We want to show here at Trinity Valley that we come to win and that's it. It's about the name
0: in front of the Jersey at Trinity Valley community (laughs) college,
1: not the name on the back. Exactly. And yeah, if it wasn't for this show, many people wouldn't know the names on either side. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so it's definitely one of those things where he Vontae is outlining that. Yeah, that might be the showy sexy option, but we're the option that is going to win this overall. And so um, I appreciated that angle, especially because he has like a team that is hungry. You know, um, he starts talking about, I guess, his new up and comer. I think Jada Jada and and Jada is here to win. Jada is not taking any nonsense. She's not listening to any any back talk. She's going to put the team on her back and they're going to win this championship and they are coming for the crown. Yeah. Chappelle, if I uh, announce
0: that I'm a Trinity Valley fan, will I get dragged and people be mad at me?
1: No, nah, I think there's probably like a like a subgroup that is like yeah like we're all rooting for their I going you gonna get a jersey. Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't know about that. But I definitely think that uh, maybe finish season 2 because if, like, okay, if yeah if they take that's a true. If, yeah if this if this villain edit takes a uh, bad turn and they start like stealing routines ankle, and like yeah. Yeah. Or like, what is, what is it the old sitcoms used to do? Like they come in and steal the mascot of the schools, mm-hmm. like the, the thing to like give them bad luck, you know, like they start being nefarious. Yeah. You don't want to root for them, but I think Vontae and his group is a very rootable group. Cause like I said, they're still kids. They're still, you know, college students or whatever. They probably all have their own uh, individual stories, but Vontae does too. I mean, he's from Florida, uh, like, uh, like uh, n- not the nicest area of Florida as yeah. far as like, being like money wise. And he kind of put himself through school on a cheerleading scholarship. Like if it wasn't for cheerleading, he probably wouldn't have gone to college in the first place. And now here he is um, coaching this team. And so if you want somebody to root for, probably not a bad place to look for or to root for. But as we know with stories, you know, often the villains have to be villains in some way. And right now they're the villains, but they haven't really done anything. So I'm interested to see if they end up doing a real heel turn uh, before the end of the season. Okay. Can I give you the plot for
0: season three of cheer? Let's do it. Okay. So, all right, this is now we, we, we've, uh, I don't know how the season two is going to end, but okay. So now, but, but based off of the success of cheer, now here comes some big sec school with loaded pockets and boosters. They're going to come and make a godfather offer to Monica to build up the cheer program at
1: Alabama. Oh, my God. No, not Alabama. Yeah, you really did find a villain for this story. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that that is. Monica, that's, that's just...
0: we want 15 mil a year to build up our cheer program.
1: Right, with a state-of-the-art facility, where they just brought in a two hundred thousand dollars stage. Like Gabby's going to be there because she has just got hired as her assistant coach or Mm -hmm. something like that. Mm -hmm. Like we'll bring your all, all the all stars. We also have a hit uh, HBO show that we're going to be filming soon. A movie just about you, Monica. Like I see it too, Rob. It's right there. Oh my god, it'd be so good now because now the what's up? I was gonna say that. I mean, is cheer
0: the story of Monica or is cheer the story of Navarro community college? Because that like, uh, would they stay? And like, basically like
1: who has the rights to the show? Is it like what the producers want to do? I think, I think it's what the producers want to do, but I do think Monica is the story. I think if Monica leaves, there is no show. I think that they just Mm -hmm. let it go. I don't think you can bring anybody else in. Could you do Friday night lights Um, without coach Dylan? Dylan right, Panzer. Exactly. You no, know, coach,
0: uh, the guy that uh Kyle Chandler that Akiva is going to beat up. Coach Taylor. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't I don't think you can. And so I think I think with Monica when she goes, I think this is it. You know, uh, I used to work at the Baylor University and uh Love you Ben. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that one. Uh but when uh when when coach Kim left, I was like, "Dang, am I going to care about Baylor girls basketball anymore because uh Kim Mulkey was everything to us at mm-hmm. Baylor, you know, like I, I used to run into her at the grocery store time and be like, coach, what's up? You know, and that was like super cool. But when she left, it hurt. It did hurt. Now, I, I think Baylor's uh, athletics is going to miss Kim, but I think they're going to push through and be, you know, form- formidable with whomever they have. But the the personality of the team was on the shoulders of Kim, you know, Kim Mulkey. And so her leaving, it definitely like it hurt. It did hurt, and if the TV show was there and the cameras were there, they would have followed her right out the door. And so I think that if they lose Monica and she goes off to some big wig school or she becomes some huge juggernaut of maybe like an all star team or something like that, mm-hmm. oh yeah, uh, that's the end of Navarro College's uh, television stand or that's at least it. their Netflix that's it. They're not going to yeah.
0: run the program with who is it,
1: Andy? Uh, Andy and Capenna. um. <laughs> Good yeah. luck. It's it's over. It's good luck. Over. <laughs> good luck. Yeah. yeah. But you know what? They would probably try to go with her. Yeah. Uh, I think I think it would be a good episode of television. Like Monica announcing that she's got this big contract and she's got to go, and everybody in the town is crying about how cheer te- cheer changed their life and how much life she brought into the school, and then she gets on the plane or about to get on the plane, but she's looking back over her shoulder and her husband's like, "What's wrong, babe?" And she's like, "I I can't I can't do it." She got and she off turns the plane. And, right. She gets on the, the plane. Shows up at Daytona and coaches the team across to their last thing, and she's like, you better nail this stuff, Brooke. We've been working on this all season. Brooke's like, I can't! I can't! Like, Rob, green light it. Greenlight, light it. greenlight it. It's going to happen. Yeah, we got it. Chappelle. The movie. Cheer the movie.
0: Is there anything else? Oh, well, Cheer the movie would be huge. Uh, is Bring it any- on again, again, again. <laughs> it's been brought in. Okay. <laughs> Chappelle, is there anything else uh, that you want to say about Cheer season two?
1: No, I'm actually... Uh, like I, I saw season one. Uh, In the real time, I remember watching a few episodes and being like, I'll come back to it. So I came back to it for this uh, assignment and I was like, this is good. And then when season two started, I was like, oh, this this villain edit thing is kind of cool. Mm -hmm. You know, this uh, underdog story that they're building with uh, Trinity Valley is pretty cool. I might watch it, but through talking it out with you. Yeah, I am going to finish season two. I'm excited to watch it. Yeah. And I want to see exactly what's going to happen because just a compelling like role to a championship and you've won a bunch of championships isn't that good of a story. But now that you've like made us invested in the characters, whether it's you know the messy like not so fun stuff drama with Jerry or it's like you know the less messy stuff with with Lexi that's still messy, uh, but less messy, uh, no, low, nice mes- less less Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um yeah, but you know time. all the drama there. Yeah, it's definitely time. It's nice time right now. (laughs) tex (laughs) Yeah, Um, But yeah, I think with all the drama and all the characters and the new underdog story that we have across the way at Trinity Valley, I think this would make a good season of TV. And I'm pretty sure people are enjoying themselves. So I'm excited. And if you haven't watched here, check it out. It's a good time. Nine
0: episodes in uh, season two. So they got the bump up from just the six episodes from season one.
1: I don't know, Rob. That six episodes from season one was, whew, it was so nice. Yeah, it was so nice,
0: so nice, so nice. Yeah, um, yeah. I guess it was, probably was a big surprise that the show became such a big hit.
1: Yeah, and I, I think Netflix wanted it to be one though, right? Like when Netflix did this one, I think they put the money behind it to keep it kind of in the like, what's new, what's trending. You know, top mm-hmm. five. You know, we've seen things uh, pop up in the top ten of Netflix that have no business in the top ten. Like I think the longest yard was in the top ten last week. Um, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, nobody was clamoring for the longest hour. stop it, but I think if Netflix wants it to be a talking point, it will be, and this was, and I don't know if it has the same electricity behind it as season one, but I do think that if they want there to be more of the show, there will be, and it'll be something that people talk about for a long time. Okay. All right. Chappelle, uh,
0: lots of fun talking about Sheered. Uh Before we talk about what we're going to do next week on Nothing But
1: Netflix, you want to talk about uh, any anything else you're working on? Yeah, so kind of in the same vein of cheer, um, the CW, which yes, it's still a thing. I didn't know it, but it, it is it is a thing. <laughs> they are uh, they are having a docuseries about um the Prairie View A and M Marching Storm Marching Band. Um, very similar to this show cheer. So I guess it's gonna follow the that marching band at that college's um uh, like Trajectory throughout their last football season as they compete to go from being the eighth best band in the country to number one. At least that's the premise that I saw in the 42nd promo. But Rob, I went to that school. Yes. So I feel connected to that school. And so I want to talk about the first episode of that um sadly it's not on netflix so (laughs) i do have to download the cw app i think that's Mm -hmm. how you watch cw now Mm -hmm. but i'm gonna watch it i'm gonna talk about it and uh i think that's gonna release this week so i think the show airs on monday on the cw they're gonna talk about um you know the the band the school all that stuff very similar to the uh to cheer but i'll be there to give my insight and i think i even got a, a a nice guest to come on and talk to uh talk to me about it as well somebody who's actually on the show and so, uh, we're going to talk about that and kind of, I guess, release that as like a special one-off, if you allow me to. Uh, but yeah, that is my, my big project coming up it's not that big it's just an episode yeah. of tv but i'm excited it's close it's to me happening. and i want to talk about it yeah
0: yeah it's okay. gonna be a good time look for that early next week uh coming up uh so if you like cheer uh check out, check march, out march on <laughs> the i mean is that is march like uh like did they go into the office like uh you know how cheer is hot on netflix uh this is gonna be uh this is like cheer but
1: for bands probably and then they were like okay well this is a CW thing <laughs> mm-hmm. like imagine going in there like you see how big cheer is we could do that for the band do call it march and they're like yeah call it CW and I'm like alright never mind back to the drawing board but it's okay mm-hmm. it's okay because I'm gonna talk about it and then I might even talk about my experiences as somebody who went to the school who was in that very same marching band who did a lot of amazing things as a part of that band uh, I've talked about before how I was in the Super Bowl I also was in the Rose Bowl parade Whoa. Uh, I've done yeah, I've done a lot of stuff in back, in, back in my old days with that marching band. And so I'm very excited to highlight something that's near and well, was near and dear to me. And now it's something that I support from afar as an alumni. Okay. Chappelle, let's talk about what
0: we're doing next week here mm-hmm. on Nothing But Netflix. Uh, is there anything from the current top 10 that catches your eye?
1: Well, what you got in the current top 10? I'm not looking at it right All now. What right, you got? I got the top
0: 10 open uh, right now. Uh, Ozark is back. Of course, you got to check out Posture Recaps for some Ozark coverage. Uh, mm-hmm. Archive 81. I don't really know what's going on there.
1: Yeah, like AJ Mass and yeah. Mari said they like it, but yeah. I don't know if it's our speed. We might need to look in other directions. Maybe too, we might double back to it. It might be in the top 10 for a while. Too
0: Hot to Handle is in the top 10. Of course, uh, Kirsten McInnes has uh, extended coverage of season 3 in the Hot mm-hmm. Dummies podcast feed. Uh, I'm supposed mm-hmm. to go back and uh, hit episode 7, season 3, episode 7 with Akiva this week. Uh, the oh, Royal yeah.
1: Treatment, do we know anything about that? No clue. No clue. Um, yeah, okay. I'm just giving like rom-com, feel-good story. Right. That's the probably the like Yeah, probably uh, like a girl who right. becomes a princess one day. I don't all know. Right. So here's a couple of interesting
0: options from uh, coming next week. Okay? Okay. The woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window. <sighs> Rob. What is this?
1: Yeah. So it, it. I don't say a parody, but it's definitely like, taking from other movies that are similar to that, right? Where it's like a thriller where like someone is stuck in a house and they see something that mm-hmm. they shouldn't have seen. And now they're getting like tracked by an unknown person. And we don't know why. And then at the end of the movie, it turns out that the person has done something to them in a past life or they know somebody who like was offended by them. And now they've made it their life goal to get them. I don't know. Uh, like The movie has been done. Been however. Done. Okay. Yeah. However, the title The title makes it enough for me to want to talk about it. You know, I think they they did. I'm open. Yeah. They did what they needed to do with the title.
0: All right. Number two. Okay. We've talked about a lot of NFL coaches on this podcast. All right. Home team starring Kevin James as new Orleans saints coach, Sean Payton. All
1: right. So the super bowl is upon us, Rob. It's coming. Yeah, you want to save something like this for a Super Bowl week? Should this be our Super Bowl episode of nothing but Netflix? Hmm.
0: I kind of feel like uh, that there's a lot of good stuff coming up. Like, I kind of feel like that I I would I would do this on a week where we don't have as much to talk about. And I think that there could be maybe more interesting stuff coming up in uh, a couple of weeks.
1: All right, so we will table. It is. It's the- it, football is in the
0: air. The NFL playoffs going on. The Saints are, of course, uh, not in the playoffs. But it's about what. What did Sean Payton do the year that he was suspended?
1: Yes, this is <laughs> this is what happened. He, he goes to coach.
0: Game. He goes to coach like a uh, like some like a uh, like uh junior high school football team.
1: Yeah, like a little league team. Um, because mm-hmm. because of bounty gate, right? So he takes yes. bounty gate from yes. from the pros to the children and mm-hmm. makes the children put bounties out on other kids' heads. Um, I don't think that, for, for the, uh, I mean, I, I think it was Greg Williams
0: uh, more than Sean Payton, but I'm just saying, um, allegedly, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, it would be fun to talk about one day. It doesn't have to be okay. this week. It'd be fun All to right. talk about. And then uh,
0: I don't know if I see anything else that's like super exciting. Do you want to leave it open ended
1: and let the audience uh, help us make the call here? Well, let me see. Let's say coming next week, we got New York Prison Break, Through My Window, New Year's Eve, uh, Me Either, whatever that is. Yeah, I think there's a ton of things here that we could probably touch on. Uh but yeah, let's ask the audience what they want to uh hear us talk about because there's a there's a few things coming. But we don't have to pick right now. We got a little time. We've given the audience a lot to uh to to like, you know, digest in the last few weeks. I mean, mm-hmm. we did Singles Inferno backdoor with two hot to handle and then this almost in the span of like one week. A lot. So yeah. A lot. yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a lot. And so give them time to to listen to this, to get catch caught up, and then determine what they want to hear next. So if you have any suggestions, listeners, please You know, feel free to tweet us at the nothing but RHAP account and let us know what it is that you want to hear us talk about. And please include Chappelle and include me. We want to be in the conversation. Yes. Tell us what's good. I'll send the eyeball emojis. That's my favorite one. And then that'll let you know I'm thinking about it. But I don't think I have a
0: favorite emoji.
1: No, that eyeballs is my favorite one. That one in the moon emoji, the little the moon with like the smug face. Oh, my gosh. moon with The smug face. Yeah, it's kind of like... uh kind get like, a got favorite like emoji. You got to get a favorite emoji. You know, Puya's a hug guy. He's a yes. no, hug no, emoji guy. One. The creepy yeah. one. Yeah. 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 He hands.
0: yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. yeah, like what's wrong with him? Mm-hmm. Monster.
0: Yeah. So, all right. We will figure uh, that all out. we love to hear your feedback, uh, especially when it's like nice or constructive. Uh, uh, those, those are the best kinds.
1: Yeah, I like right? nice better than constructive. Don't construct me. Just mm-hmm. nice. Mm-hmm. Nice mm-hmm. me. Nice yeah. me down.
0: Yeah, okay. Um
1: Chappelle, what else is coming up this week? We talked about March. Anything else? No, I think I'm good. Uh, You know, working and uh, working, doing a lot of working and trying to stay warm, Rob. Winter came out of nowhere, and I don't know why, and I wanted to go away.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, Yeah, this this is not it for me. Do you have any good interviews coming up, Rob?
0: Uh, We are going to be dropping my interview with uh, Shan from Survivor uh, this weekend. So be on the lookout for that. Had a really great talk with Shan. And then also uh, we have everything going on with The Amazing Race, Uh, Joe Millionaire. We talked about uh, Too Hot to Handle the other day. Plus, uh, we launched a brand new show, which is called The Weekly Rehab Up. You could hear a little bit of Chappelle and Kirsten McKinnis and myself talking about Too Hot to Handle from the other day but this was a way for people to be able to check out what's been going on across so many of the rjp podcasts an idea that was uh put into my brain by a man who's on this podcast
1: yes i'm having the best week ever rob we Mm -hmm. get to talk about like I get to talk about marching band soon which is going to be a, a wild experience for me but I also get to see the fruits of my labor and this one idea that I put in your head one time mm-hmm. and so look at me look at my impact we did it so, we did it Yeah, I, I guess but hopefully people like it hopefully people will listen to the podcast and determine like hey I didn't know they were that funny or that compelling on this other podcast mm-hmm. I don't listen to let me check it out and you know or maybe the clips will circulate online and people who have never heard of R- R- RHAP will come check us out and our cover and all the hard work the podcasters are doing so i'm thinking rob this is going to be two thumbs up and people are going to love it i hope so okay two uh two thumbs up one smug moon
0: Hmm. yeah and two eyeballs <laughs> all right and thank two you so eyeballs. much for That's listening me. take care everybody have a good one bye
1: no purchase necessary. VGW Group. where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.
0: We are actuaries. In a world filled with unpredictability, we use our math skills to navigate uncertainty. Actuaries make a difference in people's lives across industries and the world. Actuaries have the freedom to work anywhere. And according to U.S. News and World Report, we're the 25th top-paying career. Make an impact as a fact-seeker and a truth-teller. Use your math skills for good as an actuary. The world needs you.